Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I am going to cover another one of God's characteristics And the one that I am going to talk about today is morals. So let's go ahead and define it. Morals means a lesson, especially one concerning what is right or prudent that can be derived from a story, a piece of information, or an experience. It also means how you should act or treat other people. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, which says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. And again, that's Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. When you look at morals, People might put them into two different distinctions, good and bad. Some people believe that if they are generally a good person, then they will treat people in a good way. And on the other side, if people believe that they are bad people, then they will treat people in a bad way. The question becomes, how do you determine who is a good person and who is a bad person? Is it due to their environment and where they live? Is it due to their economic status? Is it due to their race? Is it due to their career or occupation that they have? Is it due to if they go to church? And is it due to if they graduated from school? As you can see, the list can just go on and on and on. Unfortunately, to say there are people in our society that determine that Some people are good and bad based on the questions that I just asked can sometimes be just a little disheartening. Some are even bold about stating it while others only talk about it maybe in a private setting with their close friends or family members. With that being said, where did these narratives come from? When you start to wonder when the seeds and roots were planted into you, It does become disheartening that some of these characteristics were planted into you when you were a child, regardless of what your race, economic, or religious status may be. Some people may not agree with me on what I'm about to say, but it is something that I do believe. At some point, each of us, individually, needs to hold ourselves accountable to the way this present generation is and how it will continue to be moving forward. Now, I say that because my mom is 92, so she has definitely lived a long life of trying to teach her children and her grandchildren all that they should be. It is now up to me and my siblings and our children to continue to shape and plant, and mold, and instill into our own lives on how God wants us to live for him individually. Now, 
it is not up to me to try to change people to please me. It is up to me to share the gospel, to point people in the direction of God and that the Holy Spirit will change, transform, and guide them into a personal relationship with him. Now, I do not get political on topics because I do not pick and choose the scriptures for a narrative. I believe in the whole Bible. So if I go with the scripture that I follow, then I take it across on everything and not just pick and choose when it is convenient for a particular narrative. I am consciously aware that not everyone follows that path. Therefore, I just try to make sure that I am doing what I am called to do for God. And I continue to humble myself, pray, seek his face, and turn from my wicked ways so that God will forgive my sins and heal our land, as 1 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says. I do believe in the power of prayer, and I know that God answers prayers. I know that. And so hopefully and prayerfully, more people are seeking God in prayer. When you think of this characteristic from God, and I'm talking about the one with morals, the goal becomes what God is trying to teach us from it. I believe we have been dealing with it since the beginning of existence with Adam when he was told not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God knew that as a people and we would not be able to handle or deal with all the confusion and chaos that comes with the evil of the world. Now, of course, the enemy knew that too, which was why he was trying to get Eve to eat the fruit and she would in turn give it to Adam to eat. Thank God for Jesus for redeeming us and restoring us back to a relationship with God. But let me also say, God gives us a choice to come back to him and to follow his ways. God had a system in place and he showed us how everything was good that he created. We now have to make the conscious choice to come back to him and he will allow us to come back home with him if we accept Jesus as our savior. When the enemy came into the picture, he also put a system in place also, causing more choices to be made. But the enemy's choices are deceptive. His main goal is to entice you to give in to his ways, with the final destination being him destroying your life. As you look at it from this perspective, it may seem easy to choose God, but unfortunately, there are many times that our flesh is chosen. The enemy tries to make things look easy and innocent in nature while trying to convince you that God's ways require a lot of work in order to stay obedient with him. Please don't listen to the enemy's narrative. He will say whatever he needs to say to get you on his side so that his kingdom can grow. God knows what is best for you, and he wants to prevent you from having to go through all of the chaos and confusion that the enemy will eventually take you down. When you look at the characteristic of having good morals, you are guided by choices just like from the beginning of time. You will either decide to treat people in a good way or you will decide to treat people in a bad way. 
you will either make a decision to do things in a positive way or in a negative way. You will consciously decide to follow God or you will continue to do the things the way that you want to do them. The freedom of choice may look like it is a privilege to do whatever you want, but to have no accountability or responsibility or structure is not good. It's not good at all. Now, Titus chapter 2, verses 7 through 8 says, In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. And again, that's Titus chapter 2, verses 7 through 8. Now let's go ahead and look at this deeper. As a child, we hold our children's hand to prevent them from crossing the street or from them getting into any kind of danger. We try our best to shield them from any type of negativity to protect them because of them not just being prepared to handle things because of their young age. Now, on the job, there is order and structure and accountability. And you are not allowed to just do whatever you want and however you want to do it. You must follow the rules so that things are functioning properly and so that people can get paid and the company can continue to exist and provide employment to others. People are not allowed to just do whatever they want. So the same is true with God. God has a system in place to prevent you from going through unnecessary hurt and pain and suffering if you follow him. He has put it in place to teach you all of the things that can or are going on in the world and how the enemy can cause calamity into your life. He has also shown you of the people who chose to do things their way in the Bible and how they came to God and he helped them. If they choose not to go to him, he also allowed you to see what their outcome was. God wants you to follow him and to be obedient to him. Now, there are some people who say, if God loved me, he wouldn't have allowed these things to happen to me. Because he gives you the freedom to choose, you make the conscious choice to do whatever you want to do. If he didn't give you the freedom to choose, there would be so much rebellion going on because of the lack of free will you would have because the enemy would keep stirring that narrative up. We see that in today's times. Because God wants you to have a better life, it will require you to follow him. You must not follow God's ways and then follow the enemy's ways of doing whatever you want. God is a holy God. So he is not going to have evil and sin to be a part of his kingdom. Therefore, you must decide who you will follow because you can't follow two masters. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, and this is from the Amplified Version. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, money, possessions, fame, status, 
or whatever is valued more than the Lord. And again, that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. As you can see from this scripture, it spells it out in more detail of the two things that you are choosing from. Giving up the things of the world is not a bad thing. You don't want to find yourself going down a path of destruction and it causing you to find destruction. God wants you to follow his ways and that he teaches that in the Bible so that you can live the abundant life that he has in store for you. God sees you and knows you. He is just wanting you to follow him down the path that he has for you. He knows you so well that he knows even your weaknesses. He doesn't want you to feel that you are limited and that you don't have anyone to talk to because you do. It may not seem as if he is there, but you must give him a chance and allow him into your life. Just think where the world would be if everyone did what the word says to do instead of what the enemy keeps trying to influence them with regarding their flesh. Of course, on Judgment Day, those who follow God will go to heaven and those who follow the enemy will go to hell. The goal becomes what people are willing to do while they are still here on this earth. You have the time to make the right decision, which is a decision that is guided by God through the Holy Spirit. What things do you believe that God is trying to guide you with now? How receptive are you into hearing the voice of God? What areas are you being rebellious in and how can you get better at it? As you start to go down this path, please allow yourself to remain open. You may actually surprise yourself. I pray that you have been able to allow God to speak to you as I have shared some of God's characteristics that he does possess. Please let me know how this study has impacted you by emailing me. I would really love to just hear from you. And tomorrow I'm going to actually share a new characteristic. So everyone take care and stay safe. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.